This is the Gartner Podcast for Supply Chain Leaders. This is the Gartner Supply Chain Podcast, your source for supply chain insights. And I'm one of your hosts, Caroline Chumakov. Have you ever taken a look at your closet, frustrated that you can't figure out what to wear? Or have you ever been in your attic wondering where you put the ladder or the holiday lights? Only to think, if you could just reorganize things in the right way, everything would be better. You'd be more efficient, more productive. A lot of leaders feel the same way about their supply chain organizations. In fact, just two years ago, 82% of supply chain professionals reported that their company was going through significant or moderate reorganizations. So organization design is top of mind for most CSCOs. But here to unveil a new way of thinking about reorganization is my colleague, Senior Director of Research, Alan O'Keefe. Alan, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Caroline. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. I want to start with a pretty simple question for you, Alan. Why has organization design become so important to CSCOs? Yeah, it's important because supply chain operating models are under so much pressure right now. And how we organize people and their actions and their decision making, it's such a fundamental part of supply chain operating models. Uh, When we asked chief supply chain officers what's driving them to reorganize, the top three objectives were to align to commercial for growth, to align for cost effectiveness, and to manage disruption. So there are many dynamics going on here. And chief supply chain officers need their organizations to change and adapt as fast as the business is changing. And from a Gartner perspective, we've seen organization design inquiry volumes skyrocket. Uh, We've had over 2,000 inquiries on supply chain org design this year alone. Wow. 2,000 conversations with clients about this topic of organization design. Clearly a lot of pressure for CSCOs to deliver performance and that comes down to the way that uh, we design the organization. Now, I imagine that most CSEOs and supply chain leaders in those many calls are asking the question to centralize or to decentralize. It's so universal that it almost feels like a Shakespearean quote, right? But your research says that this question isn't quite as useful as it might seem. Why is that? Yes, we've found risks involved with using the terms centralization and decentralization. So the first is that they can be interpreted and therefore misinterpreted in many different ways. If you walk into a meeting and you announce a plan to to centralize supply chain, one person might think you want to put all supply chain roles in one location. Another might think that you're going to make every role global. And someone might even think that, hey, this is a power grab or or from their perspective, a, a loss of control. And these differing interpretations can lead to very difficult and and sometimes emotional conversations. Secondly, when we talk about centralization or decentralization, we view them as opposite ends of a spectrum. And what happens is that when we go into these inquiries and talk with clients about their organization, every organization becomes a hybrid. And talking about a hybrid organizing model doesn't actually help the conversation. It doesn't help anyone explain the complexities of how an organization is actually going to align to business strategy or to operational execution. So we recommend moving away from that kind of polarized thinking about centralization or decentralization to a more balanced model, talking about integration and differentiation of capabilities. Balancing integration and differentiation is for us the key to creating a fit-for-purpose organization design for a client's enterprise 
that's capable of managing today's supply chain complexity. Yeah, I can certainly see how centralization and decentralization can mean very different things to different groups of people. And to your point, it might be a bit overly simplistic in our world. So instead, you're saying we should focus on integration and differentiation. Let's unpack that for just a moment. When, Alan, you mentioned integration, what exactly does this look like in a real supply chain organization? Well, at its simplest, uh, integration is just about placing responsibility for activities under one leadership structure. Uh, we do this when business models and operating models converge and an enterprise-level supply chain organization forms a whole that adds value to the business. And we see two separate dimensions of supply chain integration that leaders should explore. One is the design of supply chain. So that's where an integrated supply chain organization does things like developing strategy or designing operating models or creating those solutions that involve processes, systems, and data. This form of integration is used when there's benefits from driving end-to-end value chains and breaking down silos in functions or business units and gaining maturity from standardizing and implementing best practices. So that's the design element of integration. The second one, though, separately, is the integration of operations. This is where operational activities, day-to-day transactional operational supply chain activities fall under an integrated supply chain leadership. So it's, it's things like fulfilling orders and purchasing materials and making planning decisions. So enterprises integrate the leadership of these activities when supply chain expertise and networks of physical assets can be leveraged across multiple business units or geographies so that the assets are highly utilized, they've got really high efficiency levels, and they've got that coordination of operations end-to-end. Now, the opposite of integration is differentiation. Uh, When you differentiate supply chain activities, you give accountability to distinct parts of the organization, usually business units, meaning that you've got multiple supply chain leaders in an organization. And people might ask the question, well, if if all these synergies can be gained via integration, why should we differentiate supply chain activities? And the answer is around customers. Customers have different needs. They sometimes need dedicated supply chain organizations to serve those needs. So this is why some organizations give complete supply chain design autonomy to business units so that they can design their own operating models for unique product groups or market needs. And similarly, operational differentiation occurs when business units or regions, for example, need day-to-day decision-making powers to fulfill their customer needs. So for any enterprise, some activities are going to benefit from integration under an enterprise leadership, and some activities will benefit from differentiation. It's that interplay of integration and differentiation that, when it's done right, leads to fit-for-purpose organization design. So if I maybe relate it back to my very simple closet analogy, then how I group my clothes might depend on, for example, how differentiated the weather is where I am. You know, do I have four seasons or do I live somewhere warm where the weather is pretty consistent? If I overly simplify it myself. Now, these concepts of integration and differentiation in your research have led you and others to find that most organizations tend to fall into one of six main supply chain archetypes, as you call them. What are these archetypes? And could you walk us through them, maybe paint a picture of them for us? 
Yeah, exactly, Caroline. So we found there are six distinct ways that supply chains organize, and we've labeled these archetypes. They're almost like personality types for supply chain. We see examples of each of these in in real-world operation. They're not just theoretical constructs. They're based on the concepts of integration and differentiation. So, So let's start, actually, with the most integrated archetypes. The first one I'd talk about would be the platform supply chain. This is the supply chain organization that encompasses the entire range of operational activities and where a single supply chain leader manages it from top to bottom. So that leader has plan, source, make, deliver, service, all under the banner of supply chain um, and works on it from, from strategy to execution. So we'd see this, for example, in large consumer products companies um, where they've got a global chief supply chain officer who, who runs all of that. The second one is the archetype we call the operations partner, which is one of our most commonly observed archetypes. Similar to uh, the platform, the operations partner runs supply chain from top to bottom, from strategy to execution, but in this case for a limited range of functions. Often when we talk to companies, they define supply chain in terms of distinct functions like logistics and planning, or planning and manufacturing or logistics and customer service. These are the functions which, for that enterprise, mean supply chain. And a supply chain leader, in that case, runs both strategy and execution, design and operations for the enterprise. The third archetype is a rarer one. We call it the orchestrator. Uh, It's rare but important. We see a few companies running supply chain as the procurer and planner of external supply chain networks. So it's for those companies who have completely outsourced manufacturing, completely outsourced their logistics activities. They are procuring those services from suppliers and providers, and they are planning that work to serve the demand that their company represents. So all three of those are archetypes where a single supply chain leader runs all of supply chain for the organization, but has distinct characteristics depending on what supply chain really means for the organization. That's great, Alan. And I love the idea of personality types for supply chain organization design. But you mentioned that there might be, I imagine, other archetypes oriented toward more differentiated design and operations. And if I'm counting correctly, there's probably three of them left to talk about. What do these organizations look like? That's exactly right. So the, we've we talked so far about integrated design and integrated operations, but obviously then there are those companies, as I mentioned, who differentiate different aspects of supply chain. So if I was to talk about the most differentiated type of model, we, we call that the vertical supply chain. So think of a company that's got extremely strong business units. Maybe they're divided up by product group or by geography, but it's where there's commercial ownership of each distinct part of the business. And what the CEO has done in that situation in the vertical supply chain archetype is to give complete autonomy to each business unit to design supply chain the way they want. So that within one large enterprise or one large corporation, each business unit has a supply chain leader and that supply chain leader has a very different strategy in business unit A from business unit B. So that's the vertical. And we would see that in companies like aerospace and defense companies and maybe some chemicals companies where the commercial sensitivities and the, the um, production uh, strategies are so totally different between business units that they have very distinct supply chain needs. Then another, a variation on that would be the shared service provider. So this is another archetype where, again, you've got companies with very differentiated design of supply chain. They've got business units with multiple strategies and multiple operating models. But 
the corporation has decided that there is a need for some kind of shared services for supply chain so that there's a cost-effective way of doing some activities like maybe inter-business unit logistics or order management or some of the administrative work. There are benefits from doing that in an integrated operational organization that serves those business units. And then finally, we have the strategy shaper, which I guess is an attempt to make have the best of both worlds. The strategy shaper is the archetype that integrates supply chain design, but differentiates operations. So integrating the design of operating models, of strategies, basically telling the organization how what good supply chain and good functional uh, activities look like, but then relinquishing control and leaving business units and other distinct parts of the business to run operations the way that they can serve their customers best. So that rounds out the six. We've got the platform, the operations partner, the orchestrator, the vertical supply chain, the shared service provider, and the strategy shaper. Now, I'm imagining that some listeners are already figuring out what archetype they are today, but I'm sure that everyone will be wondering, though, which archetype is the best? So which one of these provides me with the greatest supply chain performance? That's the temptation, isn't it? It's it's look at this and say, well, there must be one that's that's better than all the others. But that's not what we've found. Uh, there are mature organizations who are using all of these archetypes um, altogether. So there's no correct archetype for a particular industry or a geography or a customer size. It really is what's fit for purpose for your enterprise at this particular moment in time. Um, we've even got situations where large enterprises can have more than one archetype. So if they split into business units, you know, they may have a vertical supply chain archetype at the top enterprise level, and then each business unit might take on an operations partner type model or a platform type model. So really, it's, it's a starting point for organization redesign. This is about working out how supply chain relates to your enterprise strategies and structures and working out what is best for you. Again, it's not about maturity. Sure, to be a platform organization, uh, you need to have a good degree of supply chain maturity to integrate with the rest of the enterprise. But there are many mature companies who have vertical supply chain uh, archetypes who are also very successful in, in supply chain. These things evolve. So we see companies over time, they may shift into a fully integrated mode and squeeze many synergies out of that. But they're actually, they're shift back then to a more differentiated operational uh, mode or a more di differentiated design because they want to return to greater customer experience and, and differentiate those customer experiences. So it really is something that will uh, change over time. And it's about working out what's fit for purpose for you. So what I hear is that there is no easy button to organization design, unfortunately, but it also means that there's maybe an opportunity for uh, creative thinking here. Clearly, as you've mentioned, Alan, organization design is a very popular endeavor, but it's also a messy one for many. For those that are thinking about reorganizing, what are some final recommendations that you would have for them? I think the first lesson for organization design is not to jump into the organization charts and start messing around with, with boxes and lines. We recommend the archetypes as a, a really good starting point because it's about taking a critical look of the relationship of your supply chain activities to the enterprise strategy, to the way the enterprise is organized. 
separate out design and operational activities and consider which should be integrated and which of those should be differentiated. So, you know, doing that kind of assessment will go a long way to help design that overarching structure of supply chain. And then some of the nitty gritty or messier discussions can come later, anchored in the archetype. Things like, should roles be global, regional, or local? Um, you know, should they be oriented towards business units or geographies? If you've got the archetype, you can then move along step by step. It makes the whole process much cleaner. Um, in fact, with uh, just on that, in terms of determining the archetype, we've actually developed an interactive tool that Gartner clients can access. So in the space of 20 minutes, um, a supply chain leader with all their experience can go on, answer some questions about current reporting lines, current strategies, um, and it will spin out a, a visual of where you are now in terms of your archetype and where you could move to based on your strategy and give some recommendations about how to go about that. So there is a personality test that we have for organization design at Gartner, which is great. Well, Alan, thank you so much for joining us today to discuss a fresh approach to thinking about supply chain organization design. The report that covers these insights in depth is accessible to clients via the link in the show notes or by simply going to Gartner.com and searching for redesign your organization using supply chain archetypes. Finally, if you've enjoyed our show, please be sure to go to Gartner.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you've listened to our podcast and give us a five-star rating as well as subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Thank you all again for tuning in. I'm Caroline Chumikov, and we'll see you next time. Please subscribe and share the episode with your colleagues. Thank you for listening. Gartner Podcasts are a production of Gartner, the world's leading research and advisory company, equipping executives across the enterprise with indispensable insight, advice, and tools to achieve their mission-critical priorities. You can learn more at Gartner.com. All content in Gartner Podcasts is owned by Gartner and cannot be repurposed or reproduced without Gartner's consent. Gartner is an impartial, independent analyst of business and technology. This content should not be construed as a Gartner endorsement of any enterprise's product or services. All content provided by other speakers is expressly the views of those speakers and their organizations.